0: Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Glass Ceiling Podcast from Startup Daily. My name is Gina Baldessari and my guest on this episode is Emily tutor Director of Product Design at Edutech Startup Little Bits. Founded in 2011 in New York, Little Bits created the electronic building block full of magnetic bits that snap together to turn ideas into inventions. Along with Disney and education provider Pearson, the startup also has partnerships with over 20,000 schools and there are more than 300 Little Bits Clubs around the world. Born with inclusivity in mind, LittleBits has grown its community through a focus on STEAM (science, technology, engineering, arts, and maths) as well as gender-neutral product design. It's paid off. Around 40% of kids using LittleBits kits are girls, which is four times the industry average. I had a chat to Emily about the growth of LittleBits and how she incorporates STEAM and gender-neutral design principles into her work. Have a listen.
1: Emily, thank you so much for joining me. First of all, for our Australian audience who might be new to Little Bits or not know too much about it, how would you explain what Little Bits is?
2: So Little Bits is a New York-based education startup um, and we, we invented the electronic building block and we call these building blocks Bits and they snap together magnetically and um, our mission is to empower kids to use the to create circuits and become change makers, um, regardless of their age or their gender, their race um, or nationality.
1: And so I was reading that the original idea or sort of application for this was that it was being um, used for adults. So how did it come to actually, um, you know, be you know, applied to kids? Sure.
2: So the company... Was founded by um, Aya Badir, who she's an MIT alum. And uh, she, well, at MIT, was starting to think about this idea of electronics as a material. Um, and then she had a, a, a residency at the iBeam Center in New York, where she started to create cardboard prototypes of these bits, or, or a way to make electronics accessible to other designers. Um, so, for example, my background is in industrial design, and so a lot of times we're designing um, physical things with interactions. And a lot of a lot of designers don't have training in electronics. And so she was she kind of set out on a mission to make that easier and make that uh, an accessible material. And uh, when we first when LittleBits first launched, it was marketed towards everybody. Um, but with, and so while we had a lot of tech enthusiasts and designers, and me personally, that's how I became interested in little bits in our mission. Um, kids really, really gravitated towards the technology. Um, it was something that they found intuitive, and it was pretty amazing to see it kind of take off with that audience. Um, our sweet spot uh, is eight to twelve eight to 12-year-olds. Um, this is, the, with, the, with the product that we have now, that's kind of who we've ended up catering towards, um, just because we found that we can make the most impact there. Yeah. And
1: you, as a product designer, what does the process of actually, um, you know, Honing in on that sweet spot of the eight to twelve-year-olds and designing, you know, a, a kit for that age group look like.
2: So we do we do a lot of user testing. So um, we user test everything from the concept of the kit. So whether we are having kids make droids or having them make uh, space rovers, um, we will. We'll show sketches and kind of shop around different concepts uh, with kids to get their feedback. Um, we want, we really want all kids, so both um, boys and girls, to, to respond to our products. So we, that's something that we really take into account when we're showing them concepts. Um, and then from there, once we have a concept, we'll start prototyping with the bits to come up with Inventions and interesting applications for for kids to play with and and invent with, and then we go through many rounds of user testing. We iterate on those inventions and activities, and uh, ultimately, that's what you know. The user testing really helps drive yes. uh, what we end up doing.
1: And as you mentioned, you you look to attract both. Boys and girls, and I was reading that um, uh, I think it was like 40% of um, your sort of base is girls, which is, you know, a, quite a higher rate than other techie things out there. So, how have you managed to do that when you're looking to create a product that is sort of gender neutral? What goes into that?
2: A little bit gender inclusivity. It's a design principle that we really hold at the heart of every single product. Um, we showcase, like it, in how we showcase inventions, in who we partner with, how we communicate. Um, I would say a few different approaches that we take when thinking about gender inclusivity is one, the, the concept. Um, actually, I'll step back a little bit. I'd say the first approach that we've taken is that uh, the platform of Little Bits is actually meant to be really friendly and inviting to everyone. So if you look at our uh, modular electronic kits, they are candy colored and they make technology feel approachable. Um, and then in terms of concepts that kits are designed around, we really scrutinize them and make sure we get user feedback to make sure that they appeal, appeal across the board. So for example, if we were to show you know, 10 kids uh, a Concept for a car, and we found that you know 70% girls or 70% boys were leaning that way. We would actually want to kind of rethink about what we're presenting so it, it sits right there in the middle at 50 50. Um, another approach that we take to gender neutrality is actually customization, so that's super important. We want kids to really, to take our bits and accessories and make whatever they want with it and to make, to invent something that is theirs. Um, So we really try to build customization into as many aspects of our product as possible. All of our plastic accessories that we build uh, with the bits, they're either white or clear, so we keep a really neutral color palette. Um, We always provide Ways that kids can attach their own materials and their own, uh, like, things from around their house and really make it their own.
1: You also have, um, you know, a real focus on STEAM, which, in, in Australia at least, is sort of starting to come into the STEM conversation, but there's not really a whole heap of, I think, discussion or understanding around it, so... Um, how would you explain or define STEAM?
2: So for us, STEAM is really, um, well, so the A is adding art, um, and we look at it as creativity, so adding creativity to technology. Um, we see creativity as the what defines us humans from robots. Um, and we've also found that a lot of girls respond to creativity. Um, But I think kind of the heart of designing STEAM experiences for us is to find uh, things that that kids are interested in. So, like, whether it's art or design or, um, you know, anything like that that they want to incorporate into kind of this kind of harder technology side of things.
1: You've been at Little Bits for quite a number of years now and the, I guess, conversation around girls in tech or girls in STEM has um, gained momentum, I suppose, over the last couple of years. How have you sort of seen that conversation evolve and how has that impacted in any way the work that Little Bits is doing?
2: I would say inspiring girls has always been part of the mission. It's grown much stronger over the years. Um, There have been, you know, studies that have come out that say that there's a drop-off in uh, girls' interest in STEM subjects by the time that they reach middle school. And so, one, because we're, we kind of focus starting at eight years old, we feel like we have the ability to affect, um, you know, a girl's career or how they think of themselves in the world. Um, so it's, it's actually become more a stronger focus throughout the years. Uh, mm-hmm. We've also partnered with Disney on a couple of kits over the past few years, and we're very aligned on, you know, elevating uh, females uh, in technology roles and, and bringing them to the forefront.
1: And what are the biggest things that you have learned over your time at Little Bits?
2: I mean, I think one is kind of the focus on, like for us, we actually started out um, thinking about technology first. And uh, over the years, we've come to realize that it's actually the user first and the experience first and the technology is there as a tool to support it. but the, the hook is really with what kids are interested in, like getting getting their feedback. Um, when we first launched Little Bits, it was you know we we put out a box of Bits, and there wasn't a ton of content associated with it. Um, so that's that's one thing. I think also just learning how to communicate with kids. We acquired a company called DIY, and they create content and online kind of lessons for kids to learn about topics that are interesting to them. Um, And they have a really great way of speaking to kids. And that's something that we've come to realize over the years is that kids are learning and they respond to information in different ways than they used to. And so kind of meeting them where they are in terms of uh, you know that DIY delivers content via... Uh, it's, not, it's kind of like a YouTube personality that's talking to them and meeting them on their level.
1: And I know that uh, you recently ran a workshop in Australia with Code Like a Girl. Um, how did that come about?
2: Earlier this year, we partnered with uh, Code Like a Girl... And we hosted a holiday workshop to teach girls that were age 8 to 12 um, about the power of technology. Um, the workshop we had, we had over 50 girls come together um, and create inventions using our base inventor kit. Um, so we saw them creating, you can create a voice-activated robotic gripper. Um, you can create, we saw some creations of room-protecting uh, intruder alarms. So I think that was really great to see um, the workshop curriculum was, devi- was designed to support the development of team skills through play um, and in a super fun and collaborative environment.
1: And what are the goals for Little Bits over the next sort of 12 months or so?
2: A few things that we're super interested in, um, one is just leaning more into education. Um, we, we have a number of education products and uh, we think we can have a big impact in schools moving forward. Um, another focus for us is um, working on our collaboration with DIY and coming up with new and fun, engaging ways to communicate with kids around using BITS. Yeah. And really empowering them to become change makers in their community. I think that's, that's another big thing that we're super excited about is the thought of arming kids to, with, with the tools and mindset to become change makers for themselves in their local community or even the world.
0: that's it for this episode of the glass ceiling podcast as always thank you for listening and if you enjoyed it please leave a rating on or review on itunes stitcher or spotify wherever you found the podcast we are on spotify now if you have any thoughts or comments please get in touch by emailing us at editor at startupdaily.net but otherwise i'll see you next time